So today we're up bright and early to shoot an episode with a well-renowned Norwegian golfer who had a stellar golf career at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock and has gone on to be a professional golfer. Today she's here with us to share her stories and her experiences. Stina Eisen, welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, we are lucky to uh, to have you here. It's, we've tried to do this for a long time, but with your golf schedule, it's not always easy to for you to be in uh, here in Oslo. But no, you're here now. That's correct. And with COVID also and everything, it's been a little bit difficult to plan this, but I'm here. Yeah, it's good. We're looking forward to to the insight into the college world and then the professional world. Because uh, your journey has been, um, it's not that many that end up, you know, going the professional route after college. Uh, if you look at the grand statistics, but you're one of them. And you used the college golf arena to, to really become a really good golfer and take it to the next level. Um, but I think you've always had the plan of doing that. Is that right from the start with your, you went to the Olympic high school at NTG. Uh, what, what was the motivation from for when you were starting out there? Well, um, when I was young, I always had a dream to be able to play golf um, and kind of make a living of it. I've always had that dream. And then I went to NTG, like you said, um, and I was um, talented when I was young. So um, I chose golf quite early and uh, I had great success. But um, actually during my NTG years, it started to fall apart a little bit, most um, maybe mentally. I remember my second, my and end of my second year and beginning of my third year at the high school, I I didn't play much. I was kind of deciding uh, what road I should take. But then I just uh, thought to myself that, okay, I want to give it a shot. And if college is not for me, then I can always I can always go home. And I would regret if I didn't do it. So. Um, made a tough decision that I wanted to go to college, so I contacted you guys. Um, yeah, and that was back in the day. It's been uh, yeah, it's been it's a, a while. This was in 2012 that we started this process, and I remember um, that. Yeah, you that that was also something to talk to coaches about. That hey, uh, why didn't you play that much this year? Well, I've been. You know, it's it's been because uh, you were doing great, right? You re- represented Norway. You competed in big European tournaments. So that those are all really good things. But then there's like a little question mark, what, what happened in that season? And then there's always some explanation. And in the end, you ended up playing Division One golf. So people could see past that. And also with you being upfront about, hey, yeah, golf is a mental game. And <laughs> I play golf, not, not to a very high standard, but of course it's mental. It's... Uh, uh, it must be a thousand thoughts going through your mind when you step on the first tee in a tournament, uh, or if you're missing that putt and you you end up losing a shot with a bogey, you know, st- stuff like this. Um, but why did you then? It, m- it must have been it's a courageous move to still push forward with college because that is you're far away from family, friends, everything that's kind of safe to you. 
Um, yeah, that's very true. I had a mother that was really good at skiing when she was young. And uh, she actually got a scholarship to go to the States. And she didn't dare to. So, um, and I, I knew that. And I always thought that I kind of wanted to go see the world as well. I've been traveling a lot um, before this also. Um, so I, I knew I liked to be on the road and see what's out there. So that wasn't really... Uh, an issue okay so good but uh, then you had the your parents obviously pushing that hey just give it a go and see what happens yeah i mean i mean obviously they didn't push me to do anything but um i don't know it's hard to say but such a long time ago but i just i just knew that uh, i wanted to take a shot at the golf and you know now you could facetime i mean when, if my mom was gonna go, she would um, she would have to write a letter, in the mail. <laughs> Pretty much, so it's, it's, it's quite we're that different old. as well. Okay, yeah, no, it's uh, that that has improved a lot, yeah. you know, uh, and also the I think the um, uh, choosing the right school and 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 navigating that process has become easier with you know the virtual tours the uh yeah like the facetimes coaches and f potential teammates just walking you around campus we see that in recruiting quite a lot now so to, it's all about getting the feel for how it is to be a student athlete at at the university and, and see it with your own eyes so that's probably also um uh, been improved and also you I don't you, you didn't end up visiting uh, the schools that you had uh, offers from I didn't, I remember taking this decision very quickly because I didn't have that much time. It was kind of a rushed process actually. So uh, no, I didn't visit and I, I have found a school that was pretty well ranked. Um, and then I just got so caught up in, okay, I want to go there, that I didn't really um, take too much time to plan everything i yeah. guess and yeah but i mean i i remember this because you you ended up starting in in january uh it's possible opposite to start in the either august or the january semester and you you, you started in in the spring semester in january and it it was just an opportunity that uh, came up and they wanted to recruit you it was, uh, I mean, this was Lamar University in, in uh, Beaumont, Texas, a beautiful place for golf, really. Uh, and it's hard to not jump on something like that when it, when it comes. And yeah, it was a rush process, but it's, sometimes that happens, I think. Where yeah, yeah, of course. It, it's sometimes hard to plan a recruiting process. It might be that, hey, tomorrow, two great schools uh, get back with us and yeah, have a have great interest. And, and, and maybe you have to make a decision on a on a school the day before some of those interests come. So it's, it's really difficult to. There's never a right or wrong on 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 the recruiting process. And if you're ready to be recruited, then the options can come quite quickly. Uh, so it, it just happens. So maybe in theory, in hindsight, yes, a, a visit and going to check out the schools. But in the end, it was more of a hey, if you want to do this, we got to do it quick. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So, I but, probably would have done it again, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, if you look at that. But you, you, uh, it's interesting because in, in, in sports like, say, the individual sports like golf, a lot of students end up 
going to visit. Maybe take a week uh, and you can visit maybe up to three schools. Um, get a feel for the coach, see the plays, new, the team, potential new teammates you'll have. Um, I think it, it really helps. And if you have the chance to do it, then uh, probably it's a good idea. Yeah, it's highly recommended, I think. Yeah. So, so, But in other team sports like soccer or uh, you know, those sports, it's very, very few people go over there. That really? is, yeah, it's, I guess it's the, um, the role of the coach uh, maybe plays a bigger part in, for, for individual sports like golf, that you have a good uh, uh, connection and meet with them. I mean, some coaches come here to Europe to recruit and you can meet them that way, but um, no, there's always been something about yeah, individual sports more likely to go and check things out before making a decision. Um, but in the in the end, it's because you uh, can you tell us a little bit about Beaumont, Texas, since you when you came there. Um, yeah, I didn't really know much about the the city or town. Maybe I could call it. Yeah, probably a town. <laughs> probably yeah. probably a town. Yeah. Have you been in Beaumont, Texas? <laughs> I've been a lot around in Texas, and especially in Beaumont, yeah. and there are a lot. Yep. So. Um, I can't even remember. Maybe maybe it was an hour from Houston. Yeah, Sounds and like Houston that. is like the oil capital of. I know Houston uh, is big. It is. It's. Uh, I think a lot of actually Norwegians uh, um, go over there to work because of the oil yeah. industry, and so I think that is a. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Houston, but you know it's a big big area uh, and beautiful climate. I mean, perfect for going to play four years of golf oh well, yeah in theory definitely. yes for you and, and for some it is but uh, for you it wasn't the right fit uh, it wasn't and mainly because i didn't um, get along with the coach that well he put a lot of pressure on me um, and like i said earlier i had a little bit of a mental state and uh, i mean i i was trying to be as open as i could before i arrived but then he um the American coaching style is a little bit different to the Norwegian one. Um, okay, if you just push, 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 and then eventually you'll get better and yell that, and you probably see it in movies and everything, but um, he was, um, uh, well, I felt threatened. Um, I didn't perform, and he just got mad. Uh, so I remember I was very scared, actually. Uh, over there but then um i uh, i got along i got, had a lot of friends especially uh teammates and there was uh, some norwegian players over there and some norwegian soccer players so my my social life was good but then whenever i went on the golf course i mean if the coach was on the putting green i went to the driving range because i didn't oh. yeah, you just wanted to avoid yeah and, and yeah. that's where the you have to be comfortable yeah. <laughs> on on the course, and and that's obviously not a good fit. Uh, but were were you at this point talking to someone uh, about the you know mental coach, or did you try to work on it with outsiders? I did. I actually contacted a Norwegian um, mental coach, and she was more in the business world, um, and she wanted to like dig into what was the root of the problem. 
So I, I just felt like whenever I talked to her, I just felt worse. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So um, uh, it wasn't really helping. And then I just decided that, oh my God, I don't, is this college? Then I don't want to do it. Um, but then I had some help from, from you guys. And I knew another girl um, uh, from my home club that had an offer at another school. Um, so, and uh, I think she got some help from you as well. Anyways, um, and then that coach, a lady, um, they said she seemed very nice and that I should try to get in contact with them. And then um, the process just went from there. And <laughs> Another quick process, really. Because we, we yeah. were speaking about, uh, of course, it's you're not happy. We had a talk about this and trying to put out the plan for, okay, what are we going to do? I mean, w- the easiest thing there is to just pack up, go home, and I'm done with it. But you didn't do that. You you were still, hey, there's still college golf is still for me. I just need to find a new place, yeah, new coach, fresh start. Yeah, it's true. And it, it was very. Uh, it's it's important to try and find the right fit. That's what everybody does, of of course, when they're trying to find their school. But and some of the things, it's really hard to know upfront. I mean, it's very difficult to know that you and the coach were not compatible at all that is one of the no, trickier things i think that they had an assistant coach um because they had the same coach for the both the men and the women's team so i had most contact with the assistant coach throughout the whole recruiting process and everything and i i had barely spoken to that coach and because he um he told me that he would travel with the ladies and the, the, the he will travel with the men to tournaments because sometimes you have tournaments at the same time and and so on. So I got the impression that he was kind of going to be my coach, but in the end he did he he didn't have a say in anything. Mm. So um, it was a bit of a hierarchy issue there as well. Um, but um, yeah. But it, it's then very important that the next decision you make is good you you went to the coach and you have to ask for the release you can't just start speaking to any coach no. you have to kind of resolve the situation at your school talk to the coach and say hey i, I want to transfer which is to, to move schools and uh, yeah. this was pretty much during uh, towards the end of your spring semester and then i remember that you actually could transfer in the first six months or after the first semester because you'd signed the scholarship papers but you hadn't signed the national letter of intent which is the the national letter of intent is the if you remember the that's like the one-year contract that if you would have signed that document you would have had to stay at your school for one full year right but, right. but uh, kind of, i don't know if you remember all this but i i was talking to compliance about this that yeah. hey it was really good thing that it was just the scholarship papers because we we were so short on time to get you there for January that you needed the documents to show that you're getting X amount of dollars in scholarship. And of course you get signed those papers, but the actual national letter of intent, which most schools will issue that and you sign them. But in this case, it wasn't really needed because it was so quick and you, you were coming there anyways. It wasn't like you were in competing against other uh, yeah. players so that to lock you in, you were locked in. Uh, that's what the NLI is for, but you didn't sign that. And luckily, because that made you 
uh, possible for you to transfer yeah, with, <laughs> after the first that semester. Maybe you, you didn't remember that, but I well, remember that. Oh, good. That, I don't that remember didn't it happen. Yeah. that well, but I, I do remember asking for the release when I had to go into the coach's office and ask for it. And he basically just threw it in my face, I remember. Oh, my God. I thought yeah. I was going to pee my pants. <laughs> well, well, good you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. yeah, and that, that is also a touchy subject with, uh, you know, here it was probably for the best that, because uh, I don't know what was his side of the story, but um, you weren't performing at the level you, you were expected to perform. Uh, yeah. So it was like a snowball effect here, like, or a hen or the egg, what comes first? Me performing or you letting me perform? You know, it's, uh, but then, Bridget Norwood uh, at the University of Arkansas Little Rock. Yes. Um, so I I remember talking to her on FaceTime, and uh, she uh, obviously she asked the question, "What's the what's the problem, or what's the issue? Why do you want to change schools?" And uh, I I was just totally honest with her, and then she said she will come back to me because um, she was going to talk to the Obviously, she would call the coach and ask, "Hey, so what's the deal with this girl? You know, this is a quite a normal, yeah, normal thing to do." Your interest its like a job interview. You call for a reference. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the same thing. And she's told me this um, after, um, and she told me that uh, she asked, um, "Well, can I can I recruit Stina or um, what's what's the deal with her?" And he only replied. Um, Oh, you don't you don't want her, or you you can't have her, or something like that. Okay. And she just she kind of knew of him before, and then she just um, thought to herself like, okay, I'm I'm getting her. That's the best the reference yeah. you could get, maybe. Yeah. She thought. So I'm very very happy that she uh, she did that to me. So I'm very very glad. <laughs> So, Stina, you obviously ended up in uh, Little Rock where, uh, you know, former president or president, uh, he will always be a president, but he'll, Bill Clinton. He'll always be my president. He'll always be my president, but Bill Clinton, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's from Little Rock and, and that's where you ended up. Exactly. Yeah. How was Little Rock compared to Texas? Oh, it was uh, it was good. Yeah. It was a very good change for me. So, um, got along with the coach. She was uh, really helpful, understanding um uh and the girls on the team i mean i had a i had a good time good time there it was a very international team uh at the school it was uh, we were did that help you i i think so um uh, we were actually we were only six girls on the team and we were all europeans so we got not, along not, not yeah. even <laughs> american on the i guess on the men's side there were american there were yeah uh, but on the girls team we were all international so um so we all got along really well because i remember speaking with bridget in the recruiting process and it was important to because this was your you only have one chance to do a transfer right you can't just transfer again so it's important that it's the right fit but and really digging deep in on how her uh how she works with the golfers and how she, what was the plan to help you and she always struck me as like wow she's the most calm uh you must be so must be easy to play 
for a coach that I mean she of course she demands things of you but she wouldn't hurry you up or anything she was more uh, we'll, we'll let it play out and I'll help her with things but was how was it to actually be coached by her um I uh, it was good she she's not a golfer herself I mean she she does play but um like the ladies at the club play you know um but her husband used to be the coach and he uh, was a very good golfer himself uh and he's probably calmer than bridget as well okay. so um they kind of uh, together helped me um he helped me with some some uh, technical some golf stuff and and she was supportive and i think all the girls on the team really um the first year was was having like a little um uh development year so uh, we were kind of all together in it we were a very hard working team and um so i think we were kind of more girls in it together whereas at lamar i was the only freshman i was felt like i was kind of by myself in the whole mix yeah, maybe wasn't, I, maybe wasn't i wasn't but i was blind to everybody yeah, else there was no team chemistry i mean there wasn't uh, they, they talk about it being like a family type of thing was that more what you felt like when you came there yeah of course i th- i thought it was more um more a team team spirit um at uh, little rock definitely uh, so so it was good that you came in an environment where you uh well you wanted to work hard you were motivated and i you started seeing results uh, as a result of the the work you put in and uh, for, from from my point of view it was more like bridget was your mental coach that she was uh, helping you with uh, uh getting the best out of you in, in tournaments because that yeah, is many must be the role of of the, co- the coaches but they have very different styles as as you Yeah, yeah. It's it's very true. I mean, she's still um American and um has her uh, ways of of coaching and everything, but she was always so understanding and um uh oh, kind of lost my train of thoughts there, but um it sounds to me like there was a little bit more like a man management type of uh feeling yeah. at Little Rock than it was in Texas. She was kind of like our mother, you know. Yeah. So um she cared a lot about us. We were her babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six European babies. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But I mean she always wanted results and put up drills, practice and we worked really hard but um we knew she cared a lot about us. Yeah. Cuz this were it's still high end and sort of blade division 1 golf. So re- results are important uh, it is so for most every coach, schools but it is uh, kind of her her job you know exactly um how, how is the you came there in the fall talk us through how how a fall semester is as a golfer in general how how many tournaments and how are how are your days uh throughout the fall semester we normally had about four or five tournaments in the fall uh and it started after maybe Three weeks to a month after we got to Little Rock, um, very humid in Little Rock at that time, so um, it was quite challenging to adjust um, in that period of time. I remember um, at practice we 
we were normally uh, del- like giving out golf carts because it was just too warm to walk. But but then you got to the first tournament and you had to. And I remember it was yeah. it was a difficult transition, uh, the whole thing. And then, um, but yeah, um, about four tournaments, and we had our home home tournament was normally the last tournament of the season um, in the fall. So that's in end of October, early November-ish? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think so. <laughs> did you get to, um, which places did you get to travel to uh, at, at the tournament? So obviously the home tournament, which you hosted, uh, but the other tournaments, did you travel far? Um, we, if we could drive, we did. I mean, we had a conference in Destin, Florida once, I remember. We drove there. Okay, that that is so, very American. If you can drive it, we'll do that. Yeah. I mean, that's Arkansas. Probably put, ten hours. Yeah, Ar- Arkansas is quite far away from from Florida. I mean, where where is, is Arkansas? If you if you look at the map, um, if you know where uh, Oklahoma is, so the, quite in the middle, on the border to Oklahoma, and then you have Louisiana in the south, yeah. in Mississippi. Because Louisiana have to the Mexico Gulf and uh, and everything, so, so Arkansas is just like. A, it's in the, the middle. Uh, Little Rock is in the middle of Arkansas. Yeah, so you have to drive quite far to get to um, bigger places. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, for sure. So we did drive uh, a lot. Coach drove the minivan, and we slept in the back. <laughs> yeah, as as we but, all have done as student athletes, I think yeah. that's uh, a lot of uh, on the away games for for our soccer players, or yeah. obviously your the away tournaments that you played. You know. Yeah. You spend a good. T- I, I did my homework uh, as well as sleeping. And I played countless hours of football manager. So yeah, <laughs> it's. But that's the one thing you really get used to, though, like the traveling part. I remember. Oh yeah. yeah like when you're back in Norway now, and you're have to drive three, three, four hours up to go to the mountains. It's literally nothing. But you know, used that's to having eight, nine hours to away games. With football manager and you did homework and you slept so yeah true true we also uh, went to vale colorado we did not drive there <laughs> nice you got Luckily, to fly yeah nice. we we flew there and we went to phoenix every year in arizona mm-hmm. um yeah so we we did travel quite a bit but mostly to see the golf courses <laughs> yeah. to be honest that's the it's to get the business done like we always say you know, yeah. you, you get to experience and, and travel around, and you it's nice to see see new places, but you don't really get to maybe experience those places other than when you Not have always. when you go on spring break or maybe Thanksgiving and, and those holidays that you typically have. Um, but then the main season, it's not in the fall. I mean, you that's not your championship season. The championship season is in the spring semester. How how does that differ from how the fall is uh, for you then? Well, um, actually, I mean, every tournament counts. Um, and then uh, it's just the last tournament is the conference championship. So the ranking goes through the whole season. It's not um, divided in each um, segment or semester kind of. But um, so um, it's just uh, you just got a little break in the middle. That's what it felt like to me. And then you kind of started again and... Um, they were kind of equally equally important, um, but obviously some some tournaments were bigger than others because 
the ranking system in the states is uh, a bit confusing. I it's, think in every sport, uh, yeah, it is probably. I mean, um, you get points um, based on how uh, what good teams are there at the tournament and who you beat. And I mean, it's just uh, endless. Uh, there's an um, algorithm math there that is uh, kind of so. hard. You just got to play and do well, and then hopefully yeah. that. But yeah, it makes sense that hey, if you beat a uh, one of the school, really good teams yeah. you get a lot more points than beating a school that you in theory that is lower on the ranking than you that you should beat you know and you probably get punished more for not uh, not beating a team that you should beat so it's uh, it's a very interesting yes. they try and quantify it right and then and you the, have the, rival schools this is important yeah, <laughs> exactly and that not just for ranking but for <laughs> like the, the the bragging rights but what was, that the, was more the coaches um, like, yeah, they they needed to. Yeah, they needed yeah. to. But what was the the rival school for you? Because we all we all had rival schools. What was your main one? Uh, it was Central Arkansas. It's only twenty minutes away. Um, I mean, Little Rock is not a big city, but uh, I can't even remember the name of the city or town. But it's really small. But they were they were pretty good golfers, so we were always having a little bit of a competition going on yeah, there to be the best the best yeah. team in town yeah it's, it's good that those are the really good rival ones it was more good fun i mean we didn't we didn't know the girls that that well and but yeah, it was more, a more a school had a thing. lot of passion about this yeah, exactly but it, it's a school thing you know you want to yeah. yeah, yeah, we're yeah. the team in arkansas you know yeah. we're the team in little rock um but you had a lot of success uh as a girlfriend you, you progressed really well uh, from when you got there till until you finished, talk us through that because uh, it was a transformation. I would say on just becoming as a really really good golfer that seemed to control your game mentally. I mean, the results just showed it. Did you feel feel that too? Um. So I just I feel like um. um it's hard to go through the whole because it's been so such a, it's a long, long yeah, time it's a, ago. It's so a maybe it's harder to ago. remember the in the early days of, of our Little Rock. Yes, but, I think, but you did. I mean, talk us through some of your great tournaments because there were yeah. several. Yeah. So, like I said, the first year was kind of a build-up year, I would say, um, and then I started to uh, develop my game more and more. And I, I mean, I got help both uh, technically and mentally and support from the coach uh, and just uh, slowly starting to get my confidence back. Um, and I started to play better and better and started to be uh, number one on the team. And then, boom, I won a tournament. That's a milestone. Yeah. That is like a dream for most golfers to win significant golf tournaments. Yeah. But oh, you, it's amazing! You, you'd won before back in Norway as a, as a junior. Uh, I yeah, on, I on the junior tour here, but it's a different ball game to come there and and win Division One golf tournaments. Yes, very different. So um, that was a huge uh, accomplishment for me and a confidence boost, really. But what comes first, the confidence or the results? Well, um, I guess, I mean. I got some confidence back, obviously, 
and then I started to play a little bit better. But then once I saw the results, mm. then I realized, okay, I can I can keep doing this. And that's when my thoughts about my professional career started to come up again. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, but it must be when you have teammates that win tournaments like you did you, you must have inspired because the whole team got better as a result of the hard work you put in you had the development year uh, but you're, you're kind of the six europeans trying to conquer conquer american golf together uh, and, and the team ended up doing quite well yeah we did uh, so my last year was was our best ranking um so um, we all kind of stepped up our game and we got some new, um, obviously you get new players every year on the team. And that were, that, so she could recruit better and better players, the better we got, really. Yeah, The higher you are on the ranking yeah. system, the, the, the better players. Uh, so we were on a very, attract. very positive trend. Yeah, it's it's nice, and you ended up with the the, the conference that you played in was called the Sun Belt, and you ended up being the, the golfer of the year in that conference. Again, these awards that we're yeah. not used to maybe in other places <laughs> in the US, they're they're really good at giving awards, and they are, they are. Um, but yeah, I I did, um, and I my my second year I also won the conference uh, championship, and and that is uh, which is yeah, yeah. we. You've been in those positions, Trolls. Uh, yep. I've also gotten to nationals, and um, but I, I, I was from my career. Again, this is soccer, but still, you know, the uh, to to get to championship games, and I remember losing in some semifinals, and it is a little bit different because you have to obviously win many matches, and if you lose one, you're out. But like in golf, you could. Uh, it's a little bit different, but that feeling of of being close to a title that is uh, an unbeatable feeling i think yep. in, in, in the college world that's what most student athletes really strive to strive, strive, strive to, to, to be achieve. yeah there's no doubt to me especially that's the one thing that i i miss the most about being at college because i don't think you can get that feeling anywhere else especially for like a soccer player that can't really make it professional but you have it there at the, it is just something yeah, that gives you extra motivation every single day to to go out there and and do what you do best. Yeah, definitely. But now that you play professional on the tour, I mean, how did that college, uh, those years of college, set you up for that? Uh, what are the main things that you? Of course, you got better in golf, but there's also something about you as a person being ready to to to, to go on a tour that can also be very challenging. You have to kind of start again from scratch to show that, and you really need to have results now. Otherwise, you don't get any. No, it doesn't pay the bills, true, right? Yeah. So, um, well, obviously, I started to think about my professional career at the the oh, maybe towards the last year of college, um, and then I tried to do some research about well, how do I get into tournaments? I mean, I have no idea. Um, how much money is it in every tournament, and how do you how do you get up in the system? And okay, there is a qualifying school, and I just had to um, learn a lot of these things um, by myself. Um, and uh, I just 
um, I don't know. I just took it one step at a time, really. And uh, Q school, I entered Q school every year, qualifying. And by my results from Q school got me into some of the lower league um, tournaments and events. And um, once I once I played a few of those, then I could kind of establish a category there. And and then next time I played Q school, I got a, I got a little bit a little bit higher every every year, yeah. you know. Building blocks. It was, yeah. yeah. But you have to, in the end, do Pretty well much. in the tournaments you, you you play in. You do, and I mean, golf is so, it's up and down. So I mean, you miss cuts, you make cuts. I mean, you can you can see it in professional golf. I mean, Victor is a little bit um, different than <laughs> he everybody is, else. He's but on fire at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he is, but. Um, uh, but yeah, I um, I thought, okay, so I wanted to play professional golf because now I felt like I was heading somewhere with my with my game, and I mean I still had a long way to go, and um, and I was very prepared that it was going to be a tough transition. Okay, so tougher courses, um, better players. Okay, maybe lonely because everyone's kind of competing about money. It's different. It's not just for fun anymore that's what I kind of thought to myself but oh, it's so everyone's so social everyone's out there by themselves doing the exact same thing and um, I made so many friends and we're having we have a lot of fun and it's been um, obviously I, I probably wouldn't have made it without um, all of that I think yeah. The social aspect of it as well. Yeah, because and you travel to the same tournaments, you get to know each other, and but you're not on the team like the six Europeans trying to conquer American golf. You're now you're no, maybe some exactly. other Europeans trying to conquer the world golf, but you're still yeah. you're competitors. But you can still be they become yeah. some of your best friends, I imagine. So now you kind of pick your team, you know. So it's even almost even better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're not playing as a team, but. Um, yeah, we're a group of girls that always travel together and um, we become great friends and we're from all over. Yeah. How, how do you set your your whole schedule for... for, for what's your current uh, rating? Where, which tournaments do you have access to now? So in the January last year, I played Q School and I qualified for a subcategory on the European Tour, Ladies European Tour which has been my goal forever, you know. Um, so now I get to play most of the LET, which is the Ladies European Tour events. Um, and then I, it's kind of a little bit, um, sometimes it can be a little bit stressful because I just want to play as many events as I can to get better ranking, you know. So maybe a week Maybe I'll know a week before that I'm in, and then I just have to travel. Yeah, fly to South Africa and so play this tournament yeah, next so, weekend. Yeah. So the goal for this year is to to establish a better category, so I know I can plan ahead a little bit more. Because um, it has been a little bit stressful. Just play whatever you can. Because come on, you have to if you're gonna make it. You you just have to. Yeah, it must be. Is that stressful? You must be like chasing a lot. Is that the feeling of like always chasing to? Or can you come to a tournament and not think about, hey, it's really important. I actually do really, really well this week. Well, I feel like I feel like this year is a, is a little bit different because I have a better idea 
of how many events I will get into um, because my category is so much better. And um, then I can plan on, you know, um, you you put out just a a few tournaments a year where, okay, this is the one where I'm going to really perform. And then the other tournaments are just leading up to that. So you can kind of work on your game and test some strategies and, and do whatever. So so now the system works better for me. But if you just have to travel to every every tournament you get into, you don't really, okay, am I going to try to perform or am I going to work on my game or am I going to test this driver or am I going to, yeah. you know? Oh, it's interesting that you can you kind of use, yeah. uh, like for swimmers, they, they have some most important tournaments they'll try and get a get really in the best shape of their life for for those but the other ones they're using those as a tool to get to that stage i didn't realize it was the same maybe well, mentality for golf but i mean it's of it's, course yeah it is it's hard to i mean if you look at victor Hovland as a bizarre example of just playing his best golf it seems every tournament uh but uh, from the sidelines and i mean i play golf but not obviously hobby golf but it's you just think that hey every week i'm going to go out and win this tournament that's the mindset of every golfer i mean in theory yes but it's also not realistic to to do that no i mean you always want to do the best that you can but it just depends on okay am i going to work on this process because it's going to help me in the future or just to get ready and and whenever you get to that important tournament, then you can just play as freely as possible. And just focus on where, okay, I'm going to hit it over there and just, that's it. But then when you win, you know, your Sunbelt Conference Championship and you win those D1 tournaments that you've done, how is that compared to some of the best results that you've had as a professional golfer? How would you put those if you compare? If I compare, okay, so... Um, the level is it's much higher in the professional world, obviously. So, um, I mean, I got a, I played the European tour in Saudi, Saudi Arabia now last fall, and I got an 18th place, and I value that much higher than a, a win in, at the Sunbelt Conference. Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. It is. It feels a lot bigger, maybe because I'm in it right now. But yeah, but it, of course, it's the higher level of golf. But yeah, it's obviously, it's eighteenth. It's, it's 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 a good result, but it's not like holding a trophy. And no, it, it's probably difficult for other people to understand. But um, and I also well, I um, my best result last year was a second place at the. Um, I got a lower. Uh, let access which is the access tour to the ladies european tour the level uh below and i got second place there i was in a playoff for first and that's my greatest accomplishment ever you know but it's still not on the main tour you know so it doesn't really matter it's just the i I guess it's just the scores you produce and the effort you put in and and how you um get over the the challenges along the way and uh, how you carry yourself i don't know it's it's a lot of things not just yeah. uh, so when you finished 18th in the european tour that is you felt that that was probably maybe the best tournament you've ever played where things just uh, i mean you, you could have won it but that is a big big ask to win that tournament but to that point 
that that was your best uh, you played your best is that how it, how it was well i i did i did play very 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 good um but i think i played my best at the the other event i just talked oh, that about you got second mm. yeah but they're they're very close related you know so um uh, well that that's what makes it interesting and probably difficult to to f- follow online as well and you don't really know what's what's going on and because yeah, you have to market yourself now. I mean, it's not yeah. the, the university's communication department putting out uh, loads of articles and pictures no. and videos. No, so you I now know. you have and to. You're, that is also part of the aspect of being a professional golfer. To of course, and the I'm image and the the funding, fundraising. You know, maybe yeah. you learned a little bit from fundraising in the U.S. They're experts at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you did you? Uh, you know your your U.S. experience help you with uh, with putting yourself out there. Well, it's okay. So I I cannot uh, I don't make enough money playing golf now to make a living. You know, so I have to rely on sponsors. And to get sponsors, you kind of have to, you know, Perform. sell yourself in, kinda, and say good things about yourself and. I I think I learned a little bit from that of that from the states because uh, that's always been a little bit difficult to uh, I think for most Norwegians or Danes uh, Scandinavians uh, in general Swedes, I think everyone think, in Europe for that yeah, matter I think that's a lot tougher you when you get to the US you have to market yourself and then and especially that's what I learned the most from from my business school in the US just market yourself drills just go out there and so you have a business marketing degree in in, in yeah in trolls. That's what I did. So I have a <laughs> full bachelor's degree in in myself, which is good to have now. We haven't uh, spoken anything about your academics. Uh, no. You went to school, you went to university, and you got a degree, a really good degree, uh, top accredited business. What, what did you you majored in? Business or something related? I majored in uh, economics and finance, so I did a double, double major. Double actually. major. What, why? Why? Why two degrees? Um, okay, so I started in the spring, like we talked about earlier, and then I was supposed to be finished uh, in the spring again. But my fall semester, I wouldn't be able to play golf because I kind of used the year of eligibility for golf for that first semester at Lamar. Um, and then I thought, okay, so I had to go that last semester to be able to finish school. But then getting home in Norway in December, it doesn't make any sense for golf, really. So There's I not thought, much golf so I asked other the, than indoor, yeah. Yeah, I asked the coach, okay, can I can I stay another semester and I'll, I'll come to a few tournaments, help the girls. Um, I can practice. I can maybe play play some events if there's any locally myself and then I can do a double major and she said yes and then I got to be there every practice and practice play with the girls Um, and I traveled to a few tournaments and then I did a double major in business yeah nice and how how we talked about the the, you marketing yourself and and you know that's kind of things you learn in the business world in the US but the did those things in your degree help you with uh, with that, or was this more not maybe so much on the uh, 
the marketing end, uh, what would you have used the, your degree in if you didn't, you know, try and make it professionally? What you would you have been doing with, with your degree? It's a great question. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably don't have to know but yet either. I've just heard from everybody. It's always good to have some kind of business. If you want to do anything in the future, you can always add to it. Do do anything else, and and business was really, um, was really the the one major uh, that would fit with good with the golf schedule, and the business school at Little Rock was was quite uh, good. Um, so it was an easy decision after that. I mean, I entered college as a just a general major because I I didn't know what I wanted to study. Yeah, and that it's hard for people to at that age. And I remember it. It's it's you don't know what it means to study that, you know. And it's that's no. good about the system. You can try try out different things, uh, and then yeah. decide on what you want to major in. You know, at the end of your second year, <laughs> when you're fifty percent completed with your your credits, you have to do to get your degree. You have to have made up your mind. And most people make up their mind way before that. But well, within the yeah, first year, you. You, you figure it out. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I, I quite liked the business, and um, so it was it was fun. I, I, I've only had, like, math and physics and all that before, and I knew I didn't want to continue doing that, so I had to just try something else, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I love sports too much that I don't think I'm going to be able to be in an office all day and in front of a computer and... Everything. So actually, now I'm doing a um, sports psychology uh, bachelor. So I'm uh, starting over a little you, bit. You're managing to yeah. to you have to fill uh, fill up the knowledge bank with some more stuff. I just I just felt like I've been missing something to do on the side because it's so much golf, and then COVID came and I had nothing. It felt like because um, we did it was so unpredictable. Uh, so I just signed up for NIH the, I don't even know the English uh, the sport uh, what is the name in English the, the sports uh, university here in yeah. the, the only one pretty much in Norway yeah um yeah so I signed up there and I started this fall and it's been it's been good to have something now during covid at least so now you're getting into we talked about golf being a mental game now you're learning from the inside what uh, so, th- those processes too yeah i think i've developed a big interest in this field just from my own experiences and everything I've been through. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting. Nice. So your advice, Dina, to, to others that are thinking about playing college golf, uh, your recruiting process, I think it's been good to hear about that so that people can hear about... Uh, yeah, that it's important to try and find the right fit, but that it's also not always that easy to do that. Uh, but what's your, what's your best advice to the young hopefuls thinking about this? Um, take your time. Think through um, what you want. Um, go visit the school. And if you know what you want to study, then great. If not, then you can always, you have a little bit of time after you get there. Try out a few classes, a few things, and then make your decision from there. And I would like to add maybe starting early in the process because we had to yes. rush your process to get things done quickly. 
you know, it ended up that your college career has been fantastic, but with some road bumps. But maybe, uh, you know, having the, the more time you have in this process, the the more you can spread this all the tasks out, and also the the more coaches are recruiting, the more options you can have. It's always been a battle of getting international. Uh, students to understand the hey they actually start to recruit yes quite early definitely and yeah start early and I mean I really recommend getting getting help from CSUSA and because um, if you have any problems like I did they'll they'll jump on it and and help you change uh, schools or. Yeah, it was very good to have you guys um, in that process. Uh, it was that good. Really I mean, we, we helped you to Lamar and it wasn't a good fit, but then it's nice to be able to help you to another place that, that was a good fit. I mean, the, the goal is always, of course, right fit on the first attempt, but sometimes that is difficult. And for reasons that you you kind of have to get there and find out, uh, so it's not an exact science, but... Uh, but but yeah, there's a lot of things to to a recruiting process. But the more time when we talk about sitting on the other side of the table and actually being the one doing the marketing of of athletes to to coach to the coaches, that is the one pitfall to to run out of time or f they're filled up with their recruiting and they're looking for 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 the next year, you know, not the year you're going. So I think that that is a, a big point. But what about when you're in college, when you're a student athlete? The best advice give to students when you're when you're actually there doing it um take some time and actually enjoy it while you're doing it because it's uh four best years of my life it was so much fun yep I think that's a great way to end it i think so thank you so much stina <laughs> yeah thank We're you for gonna... having me good luck with everything you're doing i mean your 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 new bachelor's in sports psychology uh, yeah, hopefully thanks. help you uh, even further your mental game, but then also to to continue making progress on on the European tour. We're we're excited and we're rooting for you to do well. Thank you so much. <laughs>